good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller hosted by Leandra Medine. Sorry, that's a yawn. I haven't had coffee yet, which is interesting in and of itself, right? Let's see how this episode sounds. It's 7.36 a.m. on a Thursday in May, and this really weird thing happened to me this morning where I woke up at 6.59, and I thought to myself, I really want to record a podcast episode. And it occurred to me then that when writers say very dramatic and platitudinous things like, you'll know you're a writer when all you can do before eating, breathing, sleeping is right. And I I was always like, I don't know about that because I really like writing. I'm happy to write, but I'm definitely not trying to write before I sleep. Definitely not before I eat, like 180% not before I drink. And I don't know, it just, it started to make sense. And the reason I'm telling you this right now is because that's kind of what happened this morning with Monocycle. So that's what I'm going to do. So I had a minor procedure on Sunday and was told to remain in horizontal position for 48 hours following the surgery and that I needed to take it extremely easy all week. So I relayed this message to the senior level employees of my company and the past week has been, for lack of a better word, pretty easy on me, right? I I haven't, I've been going into work for a couple of hours here and there. I've got some meetings out of work. I'm of course still taking those. It's hard for me to completely sign off. So I've been online, on email, on Slack, all of that stuff. But um, for the most part, I have felt like I could breathe in a whole new way. And then yesterday, I had a meeting at a fancy, big corporate office in Midtown at around 3 p.m. And I literally like broke out into a sweat before I was supposed to go. I think because I haven't really communicated with that many people who aren't family members in the last week or so. So I'm on my way to this meeting and I'm feeling really anxious and I'm like, oh my God, like maybe this subway won't run. I, I don't wanna die, but maybe if I break my leg, I won't actually have to go to the meeting. You, you know when that happens? I know you know, that can't just be me. Uh, so as I'm sitting on the subway thinking through why I so badly deplore the idea of this meeting and why I don't wanna go so much, I realize that I may have become addicted to my own comfort. And this is something that my executive coach has has spoken about vaguely and loosely in the past. You know, he said, don't become addicted to your comfort. I've been thinking about this concept of addiction to comfort. What does it mean and how do we how do we identify it? How do we pull ourselves out of it if we find that we're in it? If my executive coach hadn't said to me on a random occasion and it hadn't popped into my mind yesterday, don't be addicted to your comfort, I don't think I would have realized that that's the feeling I was experiencing. I think I would have just thought that I was like really anxious and kind of scared and not excited about work anymore. And I would have I would have just wanted to turn around and go home and like probably try to reevaluate my life decisions because that's what I do all the time because I'm really excessive. So how do we know if we're experiencing addiction to comfort or just general malaise? I think if you can ask yourself, what is stopping me from feeling excited about what I'm about to do? Can you ask yourself that? 
If the answer to that question is something along the lines of, I haven't spoken to anyone in a few days, or I just feel like it's so much easier to talk to my mom, or why can't we do this over Gchat, you're probably not experiencing malaise. That is a telltale sign of early onset addiction to comfort. It's kind of like anything else. It's like sugar, right? You go in for half a cookie, you've been eating really well all week, and you're like, I really deserve this. So you cut off a quarter of a cookie, you put the cookie in your mouth, and then as it's going down your throat, you have this insatiable urge to continue eating the cookie. So you cut off another quarter, and then you cut off another, and before you know it, you've eaten the entire cookie, you're somewhat nauseous, your heart is racing so fast because you haven't introduced this much sugar to your body in so long, and then an hour later you want another one and then an hour later you want another one because you you've weaned your body off of this addiction and you let it back in so readily and boom shakalaka so i think comfort is kind of similar and i think it's really important that we continuously challenge our comfort zones and i don't know if we've ever spoken about comfort zones but it's definitely something that's been top of mind for me lately because one of the resolutions i made in 2014 and it's one that i've more or less kept for the last two years is every day to release myself from my comfort zone in at least one way and that could be something as marginal and trivial as going to a dinner where i don't know anyone or something as difficult and time consuming as resolving to find a new business partner, bring on outside capital, you know, these things that are so uh, foreign to me that I know nothing about, but that really force me to get away from what is comfortable and what is easy. Though I will say this too, the things that come easy to you do not necessarily come easy to other people. So don't underestimate those. So removing myself from my comfort zone has been a really interesting exercise in self-growth, improvement. We're so obsessed as a generation with becoming better, aren't we? I don't know if this is true of every generation. And I don't know if I'm just being like a self-centered narcissist by assuming that everything we experience as millennials is the ultimate experience and nobody has ever gone through what we're going through before and no one ever will go through what we're going through. I think I'm completely wrong. I think every generation feels this way about themselves and every generation goes through a phase, probably toward the end of their 20s, where they become obsessed with self-improvement. And this comfort zone thing is one of those self-improvement mechanisms for me. I just wanna know that I am the kindest I can be, the smartest I can be, the most efficient I can be. And if one of the ways to do that is to release myself from the addiction of comfort, then that's totally what's on my mind. Of course, it's really, really difficult sometimes because as I said previously, comfort or that addiction to comfort can metabolize as something else in your body. It can feel a little like fear or frustration or just like this sense of running out of fight, like you, you just no longer have it in you. And it's really hard to demarcate the difference. And I'm aware that you have to be someone who is hugely self-aware in order to be able to ask yourself, did I make a bad decision that I need to rectify? Or am I simply responding to a poor inclination that I maintain? But I think if, if you have the right tools, if you know how to ask yourself the questions, you'll be able to answer them. 
I mean, that's step one, right? People don't even know to ask themselves. People aren't even aware. I mean, someone else in my position could have been sitting on that subway, gotten off, and gotten straight back on the downtown subway because they were like, I can't do this. I'm having a visceral reaction to going to this meeting, and I, I just I can't go. Obviously, I'm not cut out for this. I don't want to be this person. I quit. But if that same person were sitting on the subway and said, hold the phone, what am I experiencing? Why am I feeling like this? How do I make it go away? Do I want to make it go away? They'd probably get some answers and ultimately realize that they either are or aren't responding to a symptom of something else. So let's, uh, let's bring it back around. Let's, 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 um, let's scale this back and organize it by section, right? Here we have addiction to comfort, right? How do you identify addiction to comfort? Are you addicted to your own comfort? First, you have to define your comfort, right? When do you feel most comfort? What does is, what is your comfort zone look like? When you're out of it, how do you respond to that? Have you ever realized that when you're out of your comfort zone and responding to the fear of being out of it, what you're actually doing is experiencing the thrill of something different? If you've not, I urge you to ask yourself a series of questions that sound something like, why am I afraid to do this? Is this excitement or is this fear? Are fear and excitement the same thing anyway? How do I know if my fear of releasing myself from the comfort zone is me choosing an unfortunate option instead of something that's great just because I'm so afraid? I think what you'll find more often than not is that people are risk averse. Obviously, we all latch on to what we know. We're afraid of the unfamiliar, but you've got almost nothing to lose swinging into the cleavage of the future, except your bra, haha. <laughs> and the final thing is self-improvement in a person's late 20s. Is this a function of millennialism or is this a function of every generation that I'm just pegging to millennials? Is anyone else feeling like they're kind of obsessed with self-improvement and getting better? Are our motivations honest and earnest? Do we want to be better because we want to provide a better experience for the human spirit, the people around us? Or do we want to be better for selfish reasons, to get ahead for ourselves and not to really affect and impact greater change? So those are the things on my mind. Those are the things I'm kind of confused about. This is probably really heavy for 7.57 now. I'm gonna kill myself if I don't have a coffee. And this is also probably a really interesting case study in whether or not I can fucking speak without having a coffee first. So you tell me if you followed this episode, if any of it made sense, if any of it resonated, and if it didn't, I will know that coffee is the answer. And if it is, I'll lift myself out of the comfort zone of intelligentsia beans and try tea. So long.